It's real. It's real. You know the Hey, it's Shantae. And I'm Natalie. Welcome to What's the Deal, where we focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and leadership. Uh, the What's the Deal is powered by the Norfus firm. We are an HR and DEI consulting firm, and we solve people problems. Um, so we are here for part two of our three-part series on burnout. And episode one of this three-part series, so part one, uh, we really focused on, again, our love for shared language. What do we mean by burnout? Right. And we know that's a three-part thing, but the short answer is when your effort and your and the reward of related to your effort are not aligned. Not aligned at all. Right. That's the shortcut. Shortcut. Yep. Um, and so today we want to focus on individual leaders roles in assessing what to do with with burnout right so talk to me why why do why does it matter what an individual leader is doing when it comes to burnout well i always say as you know it starts with the self-awareness and the the self being understanding what's happening with you so you can't it's the putting the mask on first you can't help someone else unless you really understand what's happening with you and i find that a lot of our leaders today aren't giving themselves the space and the grace to really feel what they're feeling um uh, leaders in all levels of an organization so it could be from middle management all the way up um folks who are leading certain projects processes whatever it is they're experiencing this um this drag so to speak but because of work culture and and what we deal with on a, on a day-to-day, they don't really acknowledge it. They're like, if I can just push through, then I can do this work and get things done. But ultimately, there's you, the level of productivity just isn't there. The engagement that you have with your teams isn't there. Your energy is down. And so it really takes um, that person being okay with understanding this is where I am right now and owning that, right? And so it starts with you. And part of that is it's kind of lonely in that space to, to not to really say, oh, gosh, OK, this is where I am. I'm supposed to lead this team or I'm supposed to lead this organization. I'm supposed to be the one that people are looking to for for whatever beacon of light type thing. But I'm not feeling it. And so what is that? What do I do then? I think personally, the first step is just to acknowledge that that's where you are. Right. So um, and then take it from there. So what do you what do you see with leaders? Well, I do want to touch on that, that loneliness piece, right? Because I think that one of the things that we don't hear enough about is when people are progressing along their careers and they're moving into higher positions, you know, there's, we love a good cliche, right? But what, to, to whom much is given? Much is expected. Required. Required. Okay. Right. But the point being, (laughs) the point being is that you start to feel this extra pressure of, of, I got it. Right. And the reality is, is that our society has changed a lot in what people also expect from their leaders. Actually, people don't so much anymore expect that you just got it. They want to know that you're human too. And so there's, there is this loneliness factor because you don't know who you can go and talk to sometimes about it because you don't want it to show a weakness or that, you, that you're falling apart or that you can't lead. And I think that, you know, again, if you're st- stopping, we love a pause, right? Not even stopping. If you're pausing and saying, 
I'm not feeling my best. I'm feeling tired. I'm not feeling as motivated as normal. That's the first step. But then the second step is finding snippets and ways and sound bites to share that, you know, across your leadership team productively, right? I mean, we're not encouraging you to start like a vent session where everybody's just- Don't dump on people. (laughs) Do not. Exactly. But just this idea that, again- I see you because right. I feel that way too. Right. But it's hard to say that you see other people if you can't even see yourself. Right. Yeah. Because pe- again, leaders don't know how they're showing up in these workplaces. And and it's funny because a lot of the times we can see someone more than they can see themselves. So you think you're putting on this nice front. You think you're like, you know, you got it all together. And then your people are looking at you like, hmm. You know, I always say is that with 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 leaders in particular, especially when you get to like, you know, C-suite type spaces, it's like being on reality TV (laughs) where like the cameras are always on. Yeah. But you forget they're on. So people start to really peep your patterns. So they'll they'll say like, oh, Shantae usually is like got her earpods in and is dancing when she comes in. Did you guys notice the last three days? Like she didn't even have her earpods in. She definitely wasn't dancing. Oh, I wonder what's happening. Maybe maybe she's depressed. Maybe she's. And it's sort of like so that to that point of like when you're saying uh, you think you're putting on a front. People are you. always watching. They see you. They're like and leaders always trip out about it. But I'm like, they're all the camera is always on. So you're best off, again, with, again, having your tools to cope and stuff, but being authentic with people because they're already going to see it. Right. So then when, when you're coming to us saying, well, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to be more authentic? Is that like, just be honest. Right. And again, we have to be, we have to be mindful of the fact that again, in that leadership position, there is a level of trust that you have to have with your organization that they, and they have to have with you. Um, there's a level of vulnerability that you are comfortable with. Some people just aren't comfortable opening themselves up and that's okay. We're not, we're not advocating for you to do anything that doesn't feel authentic or genuine. We're just saying to be more human, right. let people see you as a human being with feelings and, and emotions. And, you know, we have good days. We have bad days. That's just the normal human experience. You're not a robot. Right. And, and so act accordingly. Um, and I, I think she folks struggle act with accordingly. <laughs> They struggle. They They struggle. You see, we've seen it. And then it's one extreme to the other. You have people that don't show anything, try pretend like they're stoic. But again, we see the cracks in the armor. But then you have other leaders who do the complete opposite where they're sharing everything with everyone. It's like, but you can't do that either. So what's that middle line in terms of acknowledging where you are with your own potential burnout situation, um, getting yourself the care that you need, but also showing up in a space that allows people get to connect with you to see that you, that you can maybe use a little bit of support or whatever it is, but how do you do that as a leader? So two things, number one, you hit it, the support. I think it is so critical for leaders to make sure that you have some kind of support network, Um, be it a therapist, be it a round table. We've suggested this to a lot of CEOs, making sure you're part of like CEO groups so you can have peers at other places that you can connect with. Obviously, you know, friends and family, but the reality is, is like, you know, you got to first ask yourself the question, do I have the support I need? Right, step one. 
I think step two is some of those tips that we always talk about in terms of how you build, you know, how you're how you show up as an empathetic and mindful leader. Right. If you're going to have check ins with, you know, your team, um, whether it be it your direct reports or whomever, make sure that there's space in the beginning for a check in. Right. Reserve the first five to seven minutes. And sometimes it's good for the, the leader to start. Right. right. Set that tone. Right. You know, it's been rough getting good night's sleep lately. I've tried this, that, and yet. But again, 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Um, I like what you did recently when we, we facilitated a discussion uh, with some attorneys where you're like, what's a word that described the week? Yeah. And what was really cool is that it really, just even that approach gave some people like, well, okay, I didn't think about that. And it's empowering, challenging, overwhelming. Yeah. Th- those were the, those adjectives. I mean, that by itself just gives people the, the space and this to trust that right. they can share those things too. Right. So again, it's, it's all about just reeling it in, right? You typically wouldn't go to a stranger and tell them your whole life story within 10 seconds. So in some respects, you treat your employees that way. But again, it's coming in and building in these pockets to Share enough that people know you're human. You're not just you're not a robot. Right. Um, and, and that there is space uh, for these types of conversations. And I think you'd be surprised uh, when you allow yourself to open up even just a little bit. Again, not not telling you to tell your whole life story or let everybody in on everything, because that's not appropriate either. Again, it's within a, appropriate measures. Right. Of sharing. Um, but you will be surprised at what additional support looks like. Someone may decide to, um, you know, they may maybe decide that they can offer a hand in something. They can support you in a project. They can, you know, hey, I, I noticed that you're working on this. Can I help you with this? That kind of thing. People tend to come together and support when they see someone in need. Most people, if you created that environment where, again, people are working through uh, with with a sense of empathy and emotional intelligence, they pick up on it. People already know what's going on. Again, they already see it. We're energetic beings. We feel people's energy all the time. I already know what kind of mood you're in. As soon as you walk in the door, I'm like, okay, let's see. Where can Don't I be trying to know me. This is I, not about you knowing me. This is about I can feel every you feel everybody's energy in here, whether or not you you're like not exactly keyed in or not. You feel it. You might not have words for it, but you definitely feel it. True. And so, you know, if, if you if you just acknowledge that and allow people to to be with you and share that space with you, um, you'd be surprised at, at what things can come. And then people are able to energize one another. People are able to help one another pull out of certain things just from that connection. Again, part of the, if we talk about what are the things in burnout, the three factors that contribute to burnout, it's the lack of energy, it's the lack of connection, and it's the lack of productivity. So if you can connect with people, you can draw energy from people and vice versa, give energy to people, which can then help those things, all those things start to rise. Right. All right. So you hit on this a little bit, but I want to explore this a little bit more about the discomfort that comes with some of this mm. because yeah. we, we've, we've had situations where, you know, you're hearing from staff. I don't know. I don't know what this leader is about. I don't know. We don't mm. know them. Now, mm. again, this is a shift. And I, I think so much of it is attributable to social media and the fact that people see so much of people's lives 
on social media that you right. never saw before, right. which I think does contribute to a lot of this. Like, why do I have to do all this stuff I didn't have to do before? Like it feels for some people like they're undressing. Yes. Right. So for those who are just hesitant about even acknowledging that they might be burnt out, what, what's your what's your advice to that? Well, um, well, here's the thing. <laughs> When you don't, if you're not in a place to even see it, it, again, it's energy, right? Energy will present itself in various ways. It's, it's what's it, the law of conservation energy. Energy is neither created nor destroyed. It just transforms or transfers or whatever it is. It's the same thing with us. So if we are pretending we're blocking something, we're holding something in, trying to, again, maintain a front or do whatever it is, it's going to play out. You're going to get sick. You're going to have mental health issues. You're going to have all sorts of things. Going. You're going to literally crash and burn because you can't allow yourself a, an inkling of space to acknowledge what you got going on. Mm-hmm. So it's a choice, right? Like you got to decide, okay, how, how does this, how's this going to pan out for me? How do I, which way do I want to, you know, choose your own adventure kind of thing. So you can, you can keep the, keep it up and hold everything and bottle up and all that stuff. Or, or maybe you, you know, and the outlets aren't working again, because we're talking about burnout. So your normal outlets of how you, get this energy out, aren't there. So everything is culminating into this burnout position. You have to make a choice. You have to choose which way. And, and, and if you don't choose some, someone's going to choose whoever you believe in, whatever your guide is, whatever is happening, you know, otherwise it's a choice is going to be made for you that you may not like. So I would say, keep yourself in like an active position an active participant in your life and make a choice that's actually supportive and beneficial to you. And I think that what that also is a good segue to and, and, and to keep in mind is growth always comes from discomfort. Always. Right? So if, if you're thinking about as a leader, the biggest success you've had, I think nine times out of 10, there was some very difficult thing that happened before that. Right. Right. We've, we've seen, we've seen, uh, situations where people get to really great results, but they get there in a rough way, right. Where people are harmed along the way, or people felt like they were excluded from the process. And we can focus on the outcome of something like really great happened, but there's always some level of discomfort before you have some big awakening. So I think the idea that it's uncomfortable to share with people how you're feeling about something, if you aren't where you want to be, like, you know, we talked about that problem of like where you are versus where you want to be. That's when you have a problem. Like you, you got to accept that there's going to be some aspect of it that is outside your, your normal comfort right. zone. And if you're not being honest with yourself, you're, I mean, you're already in an uncomfortable place. Yeah, true. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> you're ooh, already there. Ooh. So it's whether or not- If you're lying to yourself. That's it. Like, if, so, I mean- If you're lying to yourself. Then we, no one can help you if you're not willing to really be honest with yourself about true. what's going on. True. So you're already uncomfortable. Might as well push through, um, sit with the discomfort and see what's on the other side yeah. or, or else it's going to consume you. Yeah. All right. So as we think about moving yeah. to part three- we know that leaders are going to have to take this time to understand where they sit. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and I think, again, just a quick little DEI moment on understanding where you sit. When you actually take this space to understand 
how you're feeling, what burnout feels like and looks like for you. It also helps you to understand that it's not going to show up the same way for everyone else. And that's what we're talking about. That mindfulness is that we all come at this differently. Right. So thinking about the fact that it's time for us to like really kind of look inward, understand where we sit. Then it takes us to the point of, all right, cool. I know where I am as a leader. I know what triggers me. I know where I know what it looks like when I'm burnout. I've also gotten some tips on being no, like noticing what might be going on with my staff, my team. That then brings us to, to the next part of, well, how much responsibility does an employer have right. to manage burnout in a workplace? Exactly. That is the hard, that's the little sauce, the secret sauce piece. So that's going to what we'll be touching on in part three. Come back because you want to know. Yeah, that's you need to know. The build up. We've been we've been taking you on a journey and it culminates in part three. So yeah. stay tuned. Yeah.